0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here. Welcome to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for staying with us to the intro. Hope you found that productive. I know I did. And I just wanted to let you know that as we indicated, we're going to be talking about election integrity. It almost seems like today's world, that's an oxymoron to put those two words in the same sentence. But we've got uh, Ken Clark on and Ken's been on our show before about a variety of topics. Um, And... Uh, he's in a position to know folks he's an elected official Uh, he's been he has served in the Electoral College Um, he knows a lot of the major players in Texas as our other friend from Texas Gary Haven is does I should say and uh, this is gonna be very very productive because I think from my perspective the auditors whether it be Georgia, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Arizona I think we've got the other side really panicked and uh, I'm going to tell you something before we start today that I told Ken before coming on a few days ago I was sent uh, a map that showed aerial topography of basically what is a spy plane intelligence gathering plane used by the Phoenix Police Department two of them to be exact and I've had it confirmed this is real and they're spying on the audit and they can do uh, cell phone lift uh, texting left email uh, they can tra- track people with their cell phone now from these planes do a whole bunch of uh, really invasive things trying to find out what they know and what they're up to and the city of Phoenix uh, mayor uh, she's uh, dyed in the wool Gretchen Whitmer style um, leftist but uh, I was sent something today uh, where I live out in the middle of nowhere nowhere And my area has been surrounded by the same kind of plane and I don't live anywhere close to the city of Phoenix so they're exceeding their territorial boundaries and the mayor of Phoenix is going to get a letter from an attorney that I'm going to see next week and we're gonna make some demands but anyway uh, just thought I would let you know folks this is getting personal on my end before we go to Ken I just wanted to mention to you very quickly that we are brought to you by the best durable food company in the world and with a dollar in trouble and with Biden going after the food the way he is, J-JBW, or excuse me, JBS, uh, the food supply chain, is in a mess. I could go on and on, but you need storable food. And if you haven't started, please, please do so. And if you don't get it from us, get it from somebody. But if you get it from us, you're going to get 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day, great tasting, and specials. Yes, specials uh, that uh, they're offering right now. All you got to do is go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And also, I wanted to mention very quickly here, uh, if you keep all your money in the bank, if you're heavily into the dollar, you're going to take a beating, in my humble opinion. And we've got a lot of economists that come on our show and tell us this, too. Well, Noble Gold can help convert what you've got into something that can weather most storms. They can help you with your IRA, your 401k, and that's just for starters. And I went from being advertiser to customer about two years ago with Noble Gold, and I'm really happy with them you will be too. give them a call eight seven seven six four six five three four seven it's eight seven seven six four six five three four seven well ken clark really doesn't need any introduction Uh, he's been really well received when he's been on the show by our audience and so i know a lot of you are thinking oh good i'm glad we got ken back on and we're talking about a very very important topic today because i'll tell you this the way the elections are today and what i've learned about maricopa county if this doesn't change, I'm not going to bother voting again. There's no point in voting. I don't even know that my vote counts. So this is a big deal. I've never missed an election. Ken, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the opportunity to visit with uh, you and uh, your audience, who is probably smarter than the average bear, and it's good to They're good. be able to, to visit with uh, with folks who uh want to try to make a difference and and stand up for what's right
0: well you know it's funny you'd say that ken um kind of on a different vein but boy just to take off on what you just said my wife and i were talking today and i just ran through the litany with the latest being the uh, freezing of the oil leases in alaska by biden all the things all the mysterious hackings that just fit his agenda and uh she just she looked at me and she she used to think I was nuts. <laughs> she doesn't anymore. Well, if she does, it's not because of this. And she just said, what's wrong with America? Why aren't people in the streets? Ken, how would you have answered that question for my wife?
1: Uh, I would just say that uh, people are in denial. I mean, I think that the challenge that we run into is is what do we, what course of action do we take to try to make a difference? I mean, it's not... It's your not your it's not your neighbor it's not my neighbor that made necessarily the problem, but what kind of action can we take to try to remedy some of these things and um, you know in texas we've we we've, we've tried a few of those we we've accomplished a few of those but not nearly enough um, you know we've done everything from uh, constitutional carry uh, Texas is now a second amendment sanctuary state That's awesome um you know our our ag is has uh has at every turn fought the biden administration on a number of issues and will continue to do that and uh you know we, we tried to get uh, election integrity bill passed uh sb7 on uh, sunday evening uh but the democrats walked out and subsequent to that there was no quorum so no vote could be taken
0: how far away so, are you from a quorum, and do you have to get some Democrats to cross over to get this passed?
1: Uh, we don't need any Democrats to get it passed. We just need Democrats to for the quorum because for the House to conduct business, it has to have 100 members on the floor. Mm-hmm. So if, if, 50, if 51 Democrats leave the floor, now all of a sudden you no longer have a quorum
0: yeah i i understand that so uh if you threaten to bring it up every day of the session and they never come back in does the governor have the authority to order the democrats to return to their jobs
1: yes and uh the Demo- this isn't the first time the democrats have walked out on the legislature um, a number of sessions ago they went so far as to go to oklahoma so texas rangers couldn't bring them back <laughs> So
0: I remember um, hearing about that. Yes,
1: and what actually happened was uh, the the caucus chairman for the Democrats sent out a text, quietly pick up your keys and and, and leave the Capitol. So uh, that's that's what they did. Hmm. But uh, the governor has vowed to add uh, the election integrity bill to a call for in a in a special session. Because Texas is a state that uh, convenes every other every every two year once every two years for 140 days.
0: Correct. Yeah, that's unusual.
1: They they he died on uh, on the afternoon of May 31st, and uh, so it'll come back in a special session uh, because we will have to come back for a special session to do the redistricting. And that could turn out to be an interesting topic of which I've heard some interesting information on, but uh, that may be for another day.
0: Can you give us a little tidbit? You got my curiosity up. Are you talking about illegals, voting, extreme gerrymandering? What's going on?
1: No, what uh, What uh, potentially could be going on is the admin, the Biden administration doesn't want to see redistricting at all so that the current office holders who – now participate in the House of Representatives would be able to retain their seats in the next election uh, because as most people may know or even may not know is that, you know, New York's losing a seat,
0: um, Mm -hmm. California, Illinois
1: losing a seat, Michigan's losing a seat, and those seats are coming to the South. So, if Those Democrat stronghold seats now move to Republican Florida and Texas. Now you have a potential for a significant vote swing, because if you had a Democrat seat that's now a Republican seat, that's a two-vote switch.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, and that would give control back to the Republicans, wouldn't it?
1: Right, so there is some scuttlebutt out there that this whole delay in releasing the numbers is just the administration ploy to, you know, keep the status quo on the uh, on the federal level for representatives and on the on the state and the local levels as well.
0: Hmm. Um, when you say release the numbers, are you talking about from the census?
1: Yes. Traditionally, what has happened is in a, in a in the census process. The uh, the snapshot is taking on the uh, April 1st of the of the uh, decade year, which would be April 1st, 2020. And normally, the numbers would be released on April 30th. Well, now they've delayed releasing the numbers until September 30th. So, um, you know that doesn't give much time. For the redistricting process to take place and people to decide whether they're going to run for an elected office that may be a district that has been redistricted, mm-hmm. it also could, it could parlay into primaries being moved back further to accommodate this new calendar. So all this will be determined as we move forward um, once the numbers are
0: released. Couldn't? the states who are the beneficiaries of this population gain couldn't they do an emergency petition to the supreme court citing you know the uh, critical nature of the dates related to the election and to make the democrats show cause and for releasing the numbers because they're over they're over 30 days late
1: correct the only challenge there dave <clears> is that that makes a lot of sense Uh, But we saw what they did in the presidential election last year. We continue to see in the media where, you know, the Democrats say, well, it went through the lower courts, it went through the appellate court, it went through the Supreme Court, and they didn't change anything. And the reason they didn't change anything is because they didn't hear anything. So nobody looked at any of the evidence. So what makes us think that, uh, you know, they're going to decide to look at the evidence this time? I mean we we live in a we live in a flawed a flawed situation with the communists firmly in control of our country.
0: They planned out all the details, didn't they? Yeah. Hmm. Um what is your drop dead date in Texas to get the numbers for redistricting?
1: In a in a normal year, we would get the numbers on April 30th. And then, by state law, we're required to have all redistricting done by October 1st. Because between October 1st and the filing period in the middle of December is when people decide whether they're going to run for elected office. So, then, once people file and the filing period closes in the middle of December, that sets off the election calendar that ballots are printed and proofed, and uh, ballots have to be sent uh, to the military, and there are certain timeframes that have to be met to achieve those goals. So if, if the calendar is pushed, everything gets pushed.
0: Hmm. So well, I would say the deadline would be, what, August 1st, July?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, but the Biden administration has already said that uh, they're not releasing the numbers probably until September 30th. They have come back and stated that, oh, we may be able to get them sometime in August. But right. that, could just be, yeah, that could just be window dressing on their part to, uh, you know, put people back to sleep.
0: Yeah, but that's deliberately interfering in the electoral process. They're interfering really, the, with the statutory duties of a state to have the proper apportionment.
1: Yeah, because it because the principle behind redistricting is one man, one vote. So, and on congressional districts, Dave, they're divided up in the states, and then in in all the states. On the day of the redistricting is complete when the legislature votes on it, every congressional district has the same number of people in it as every other congressional district in the state. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's a situation where, yes, they are potentially violating
0: our constitutional rights. See that's the but basis. You, it, you gotta it, sue. It. Ken, you gotta sue because I know I, I know what you're I saying agree. about the courts, but you still gotta sue.
1: Yeah, you just can't sit back and, and ignore it and say, oh well, woe is me. But uh, we do need to do it. We do need to sue. Um, so we've got you know we've got our work cut out for us in, in that in that regard.
0: What what I'm wondering here too is. Um, has anyone, you know, from your, from the Republican Party in Texas, have they tried to get this issue of the Biden administration purposely dragging their feet and breaking the law? Have they tried to get this on places like Fox News?
1: Uh, no, I don't think uh, the information that uh, I just shared with you has, has been circulated uh, very readily. Um, you know, as a county commissioner, I've had the opportunity to talk to our, our legal counsel who does our redistricting and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a situation where, uh, this appears to be what's happening because what other reasonable explanation would you give for not releasing the numbers?
0: I can hear Biden now too many illegals to count and I'm being half facetious. You notice I said half, yeah. um, I would say this: there is no legitimate reason with modern technology to delay. And I'll, and the and, and the thing is, is with all our technology, all you have to do is go back to past dates of release of the census and subsequent um, reapportionment uh, to show they'd be out of line. I mean, yeah. the past convicts them. Now, here's the deal, and I appreciate you bringing this out on the show. Uh, so when this airs live uh, well, excuse me, in this air because this is uh, pre-recorded, but when this airs live in a couple of days you know, a pretty sizable portion of uh, America, I mean, w- we have an estimated audience, because we'll take this to podcast, it'll go on the website so <clears throat> we're going to probably reach anywhere between 3 and 4 million people now, it doesn't mean they're going to listen to this good. all the way through, but th- th- that's, the, that's the views and hits that we get so I guess what I would say here is this: is you know, there's it's, this isn't going to be a secret much longer.
1: No, it isn't.
0: And I'm going to be sharing this with some of my colleagues. So I would think that, and I'll do haste, since time is not on your side. It's time to make a call to. I'm pretending to be on the American people's side, Tucker Carlson, and I have good reason for saying that because if he truly was a champion of the conservative movement he'd be covering the election audit in Georgia and Maricopa County every day. Yeah. Do you agree with that? You're
1: right. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> it's a, uh, you know, it's a travesty the way they've, they've, uh, they've done us in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. I mean, just all over it. Just, um, you know, Trump winning Arizona by a substantial margin is, uh, is pretty obvious at
0: this point. Uh, do you get the sense that your leadership in Texas is going to acquiesce to Biden and not challenge this criminal behavior?
1: I would I would think that um the leadership in Texas will will challenge uh because that is Ken Paxton's has who's our uh, attorney general has has done that and uh, and will continue to do that. He's a true he's a true conservative.
0: <clears throat> yes. Yeah, he is. I saw where he said the only reason the Democrats don't want election integrity is because they want to preserve their right to cheat.
1: Right, right.
0: I saw that. That was a great quote by him. Well, this is a huge story. This is, I mean, what you sent me about the passage of the initial bill, I believe it was in the Senate, uh, of the Texas legislature, that was really huge and and folks and what triggered this interview was was the email that uh, Ken Clark had sent to me and it talked about the Senate passing this and I asked a couple questions in response I said well we probably should get this out on the air but this is even the bigger story in my opinion I like the election integrity we're gonna get into that in a minute but this is a huge story because people are leaving states that they don't want to be a part of their criminal organizations from the top down. And their right to be fully represented in Congress is being interfered with by the Biden administration's delay tactics. Exactly. So, and I'm affected by this too as a citizen that doesn't want to be under unconstitutional rule exhibited by the Democratic Party, so I have a vested interest too. And making sure that apportionments are done, or reapportionments are done properly. Um, I mean,
1: is is there, is Arizona is there picking up a seat?
0: Um, to be determined. That's the official yeah. official deal here. But let me just share with you about our governor. Okay, and I think this will answer your question. <laughs> he has R after his name. Uh, and he's guilty of many conflicts of interest and in criminal acts, and I've detailed them, but. To get right to his alliances and allegiances, Governor Ducey um, first blocked the legislature from coming in and challenging the election by refusing their request for a special session. He didn't allow them to come back until January 13th, seven days after congressional certification. So he showed his colors right there. He's totally against the audit. He's working behind the scenes to stop it. He's in bed with Katie Hobbs, the, um, the the Secretary of State who's a Democrat who believes all Trump supporters are neo-Nazis. She's tweeted that. Uh, the county supervisors, who they, I don't even know how to start, how many criminal acts they've committed. I'm actually going to sit down and count them out tomorrow morning. But uh, and this is about regards to the election. The governor um, vetoed the election integrity bill uh, that came before him. He also vetoed uh, blocking using state funds for critical race theory. And yet he has a Republican designation after his name. So (laughs) you're asking me a question about um, how hard is he going to push for what you guys are fighting for in Texas? I'm going to say he's not going to upset the status quo. He wants cheating Dominion machines. He wants cheating elections in Arizona because the smart word is on the on the. The wavelengths that he's running against Mark Kelly because Kelly only has a part-time term as a senator and and Ducey's termed out as governor and he's going to run against him and he likes this corrupt system very much so he can use it to his benefit
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know uh, critical race theory was uh, uh, has been limited in Texas it passed the legislature, the governor will sign it, it did have a few Democrat amendments uh, but it did pass uh, so that's going to be, that's going to be prohibitive. Um, you know, we also in Texas passed the uh, banning the uh, vaccine passports, which I think is, a, which is a very huge uh, deal for us as well.
0: You in Texas, anybody else do you know of that's joined that?
1: Uh, not that I'm aware of besides what uh, Governor DeSantos has done in Florida. hmm
0: well, we'll never see that here in Arizona because of our criminal governor. He uh, and I, I've been calling for him to resign since I discovered this. He's on the board of directors for TGen. TGen is directly related to the vaccine companies that have Bill Gates and Fauci's interests and the CDC's interests. And uh, and any signature by him on a bill could move millions of dollars because of his conflict of interest. And I don't care if he's done anything wrong or not. When you're an elected official, you can't even afford the appearance of impropriety. And yet he's That's done correct. that. correct. And I believe the reason he turned on Trump, I don't think this is the only reason, but Trump said before the election, it's ma- it's not mandatory to get the vaccine. It's up to the person. And Ducey is in bed with the vaccine companies, so it's pretty clear where his loyalties lie, and this is why he stabbed Trump in the back.
1: Yeah people stabbed them in the back basically stabbing the country because they didn't to follow through with uh, election integrity
0: yeah I wanted to ask you I, okay this is going to be a case Ken and I know you well enough to ask a tough question um, and and uh, not trying to be offensive so I'll go first it's a case of I'll show you mine before you, you show me your evidence but um, uh, Ducey at a governor's conference. In 2017, before uh, speaking before an audience of fellow governors and distinguished Chinese delegates, he said, "Come to Arizona. We have rare earth minerals that quote will be really beneficial to your military needs." And then one of the companies took him up on it, and Ducey cut the ribbon for the opening of the business. Wow. Um, Yeah, this, listen, I've documented this. This came right out of it. You can't deny it. And this is, I'm not the only one that covered this, too. World Journal covered this. No, World Tribune. It was World Tribune that covered this. And then a follow-up inside China by uh, South China, which is a publication. they, They said because of these kind of statements, Ducey was considered to be a friendly governor towards the CCP. So, I mean, I've got confirmation going both ways there's no question has happened and um, so I'm gonna ask you a tough question because I know that you're a player in the Republican Party there are rumors about the governor of Texas Abbott uh, being too cozy with the CCP at least that's what I hear
1: yeah, yeah I don't uh, I don't have no independent confirmation of that but I would tell you that if if he snuggles too close on um, the people of Texas will sniff that out and, uh, there will be ramifications because one of the, one of the, one of the bills besides the uh, ERCOT bill, which was to, you know, fix our electrical issue after the big ice storm was, um, you know, what, what authority limiting the governor's authority on disaster declarations lasting longer than a certain amount of time before the legislature's called either to confirm or deny Mm -hmm. uh, those requests. So I've not heard where those bills landed uh, because we just got done with the session. So uh, as time progresses, we'll get updated on what bills passed and what they they actually say Um, because when you're in the legislature it's like making sausage sometimes you don't know what's in there
0: yeah i get it i get it um th- that's such I-, I don't know such a let me put it this way the allegations against abbott are, is he's friendly towards the ccp in a way similar to ducey and i've got this from a really really good source and this guy's never been wrong and, well I will uh, tell
1: you that a number of a number of people are lining up to run for governor in the Republican primary.
0: Uh, I've heard that uh too from um big businessmen in Texas I've talked to.
1: Yeah, it's you know, you've got um Senator Huff uh, Huffines, I believe he's up in the was a state senator in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh he's looking at running as is the you may remember Uh, former Colonel Alan West, who was a congressman in Florida, is now state Republican Party chairman here in Texas. And there's some speculation that uh, he is considering a run for governor as well. Um, It went so far to where um, they tried to pass legislation that was specific only to the Republican Party, uh, resigned a run rule just for the Republican Party officers of the state republican party
0: yeah okay so he has to resign so that would be a pretty clear indication he's No. That,
1: that that bill was discussed but it didn't pass didn't
0: pass okay good good i don't think right. you should have to resign
1: yeah
0: i, I, I really don't but, I, I think if you do a good job at the lower levels of government you should be able to move up and that doesn't mean you forsake your career if you're not successful
1: yeah so i just point that out to show that you know uh, obviously he's got somebody's attention If the legislature is trying to uh you know pass legislation to uh inhibit his run
0: well yeah i want to get your perspective about maricopa county in a way i'm going to frame it and if you want to reframe it that's fine um it's really a tragedy for me before i even get into the maricopa county guys and compare it to your position one of the maricopa county supervisors used to be my student and he was my favorite student for two years i know his family in fact when i've seen him out in public like at a baseball game or a basketball game you know we'll, we'll talk like old friends because we are and yeah. he is being so criminal on this these county commissioners are ordered to give up the codes and i don't know if you follow this or not but the codes were never in their possession as required by law never dispensed to the election officials on the floor of the voting facilities is required by law and I've had the law quoted to me and there's a federal law they're violating too not just state laws here in Arizona and they refused to give the codes and then they said well we never had the codes and I printed that a month before which started putting surveillance on me and some of the anti-audit people started calling oh people like Paul Preston and Sarah Westall my friends and colleagues don't follow Dave Hodges he's wrong he's lying blah 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 but they didn't have any facts well, it turns out I was right. So now they're gonna be taken into court to show cause on the subpoena. And and they say, well, we don't have the codes because we gave them to the sheriff. And that doesn't make any sense. The sheriff's not part of the election process and the law required the election officials have it. Now we found out from State Senator Sonny Borrelli that Dominion kept the machines in a separate area in voting facilities where they had Wi-Fi access and no one else was allowed in and no one else had the codes but them. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, I have a couple questions for you along these lines. Is a subpoena, court enforced by the state senate, enough to force the giving up of ballots, routers, and codes? Is that enough to compel compliance?
1: I would, I would think so. Um, and I don't know how these people get away with ignoring that.
0: I just, I just, it just.
1: It just baffles me that uh, they get away with this, Dave.
0: They should be in jail for contempt. Right. Now, um, the other thing... You know,
1: if I I did that or you did that, we would surely be in jail.
0: Well, yeah, well, 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 listen to this one. Deleted files as it related to hacks into the voter registration prior to the election. And this is now admitted to. This is true. In fact, the current county recorder who's actually running cover for an election he didn't even supervise and defending the county commissioners and the sheriff he said well yeah there was a hack but no sensitive information like your social security number was taken just voter information ho. I said this and then Sonny Brelli said it yesterday on an interview he said that means that they had the information to put these names on ballots and just give them an address of walk and don't walk um, right. do you agree with uh Senator Broley on that?
1: Well, the thing of it is is that when somebody votes they it's flagged in the system, so if you've got somebody who has potentially never voted in the last five or six seven eight election cycles, they can get those people voting, yeah, with that information,
0: Wow. I, I just I mean, do you without betraying any confidences, do you and your fellow commissioners talk about Maricopa County and what you're seeing from the outside? and if so, can you give me the kind of the general reaction, the general feeling?
1: No, we've really not uh, we've really not talked about that. <clears throat> uh, you know, in Texas, the way we conduct our elections is all we do is approve the contracts and and the spending to conduct the elections we also approve the list of judges and alternate judges along with the people who work in signature verification central counting and um, at least in my county all the election employees are uh, are employees of the county clerk. so they don't they don't report to commissioner's court okay texas has has, has a separation of duties a little more stringent than a, in a lot of other states
0: does each county generally have to certify their own vote
1: well and in, in some of the bigger counties they have what's called an elections administrator and that's an autonomous position similar to like in texas the purchasing agent for the county or the county auditor um, you know the auditor reports to a board of district judges the purchasing agent uh reports to uh two county commissioners and 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 three judges where an election administrator would would have a board that would be similar to that
0: okay that that uh that's interesting and I, I don't think we have such a position here i think the the weight falls on the county recorder but the contracts do come from the county commissioners you're exactly right
1: yeah and the, the, the county recorder in in Arizona is the same as our our county clerk okay so um, so that, that that would be a, that would be interchangeable there
0: yeah. when when but, i look uh, but, at
1: but, the, but 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 the one thing i would say dave is our machines don't hook up to the internet our voting machines don't 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 touch the internet And where those machines are kept, there's not even an Internet connection in the room.
0: Yeah, well, when Dominion, and this is what's been discovered and what uh, Senator Borelli released, he said that Dominion had their laptops and they can clearly hook up to the Internet any way they want, anytime they want. And I know that's true. I can go out and get a hot spot in the middle of almost anywhere so um uh they could have done anything and here's something that happened for me and 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 this is more anecdotal at this point but i'm chasing him down for another interview chris kitsey who's really well connected uh he did a tv interview with me back in january and he showed me a chart of the number of votes that were counted remotely in china by state and this guy's really credible very credible but i didn't have anything to relate it to until I found out about the lack of chain of custody along so many avenues of this election in Maricopa County. And now yeah. I can see how it happened. I can clearly but, see but, how but it happened.
1: I agree with you, Dave, but the thing of it is it just didn't happen in Maricopa County. It happened in counties all over this country.
0: Well, you, you make a good point, and what Sonny Borelli and, and Karen Fan, uh, the president of the Arizona Senate, who was spearheading this movement to audit, they are now expanding this to all counties. Now the Democrats are feverishly blocking this. But, of course, they say this is the most fair election ever. So then why are they afraid of the public looking at it? It's, it's incredible. That's why,
1: they're, that, that's why they're pushing to pass H.R. 1, which is going to federalize all elections.
0: There you go. I knew you were going to bring that up, and you're so on the money. H.R. 1 and S.B. 1 um, will put the Biden administration officials... Uh, is it DOJ that will be totally in charge of state elections? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was a DOJ. Um, so that basically means that they can cheat as much as they want.
1: Well, you know, that, that brings up an interesting topic. When there were discussions on the House Committee on Elections here in Texas, the Democrats called in the GO, DOJ because of the Civil Rights Division to come and monitor the legislative committees deliberations on passing this legislation.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I heard that. I
1: mean that just that just goes to show you how brazen they are and they'll stop at nothing to 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 you know get their way.
0: There's no 10th amendment to these people and this really shows no. it. Um, I wanted you to highlight for us some of the more notable parts of what the Senate passed on election integrity.
1: Okay, um, let me get to that. And
0: uh... so, why I'm such a big fan? You know, it's kind of funny. I, I'm a retired college basketball coach, uh, among other things, and and I had coached this one young man and his little brother. They live in Texas now, not too far from Fort Worth, and uh, they called me last week because the, their coach left. They wanted me to move there and uh, take over their program. And I said, guys, I'm kind of past that. In my life, I said, 15 years ago, we might have talked, but, uh, I, but I did say this. I said, you live in the best state, you in Florida, in the entire country. You have politicians that stand up for the Constitution, stand up for the people. You don't have any state income tax. I said, I'm really envious of you living in Texas, and I'm stuck here with the criminal governor in Arizona.
1: Yeah, and you know that that's the thing that scares me is you know we got a lot of people moving in from uh, blue states. Oh and, yeah. You know there's a reason they left those blue states. Don't bring that garbage here.
0: <laughs> I, I know. Mean, you're
1: coming here for a reason.
0: We got about a t- uh, t- little over 10 minutes, and I just wanted to g- give some fair play here to what was in this election integrity bill that's really notable, like voter ID, like I the, assume. It, it,
1: what it, what it's supposed to do is make it uh, easier for people to vote and harder for people to cheat good um uh, the elections will be um will be conducted in a uniform and consistent throughout the state to reduce likelihood of fraud conduct elections to protect secrecy of the ballot promote voter access and ensure that all legal cast votes are counted the uh the voter registrar's are required to determine when the county has more registered voters than eligible voters to act to remedy it because look in some some point parts in the in the northeast you had more people voting than they had registered voters
0: yeah i saw that many many times over in fact
1: yeah uh election uh polling places will no longer be temporary they won't be able to have them in movable tents structures like parking garages uh, that are designed for drive-through voting that that's prohibited. Um, even though we do have curbside voting for the disabled, that will still go on. Um,
0: well, as long as you then, don't define being liberal a disabled person.
1: Well, that's a that's a topic for another show. Really, actually, yeah.
0: tongue in cheek, but not too <laughs> yeah. much tongue in cheek.
1: <laughs> and then uh, defining when the voting periods can be. Uh, Well, not only voting periods, but voting times, voting only between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. And uh, uh, weekdays and Saturdays, and also defined on Sundays. Uh, It also, election officers may refuse to accept a watcher for service under relevant sections of the election code. Poll watchers are required to take an oath by the election officials, to not disrupt voting processes or harass voters. Uh, Poll watchers have free movement near enough to see and hear the election officers, unless prohibited by law, allows poll watchers to seek injunctive relief if they are denied free movement or otherwise prohibited from observing the election process as allowed under election law. It also clarifies that they may be present at the polling location, and uh, early voting board and signature counting stations mm-hmm. stipulates account, uh communications between the public and voting system vendors excluding parts of the bidding process are subject to public record that's a huge one so all except for the uh the bidding process all the records will be subject all the records will be subject to public 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 uh record and requires a possible paper trail audit of voting records. But I don't think that um, they've got to phase that in. That probably wouldn't take effect till probably sometime in 24, 25.
0: Yeah, let me ask you this question um, kind of related to this. If I walk up and I vote, and for some reason my ballot doesn't go through the machine and it's rejected, and and we have to do a duplicate vote, does Texas require the mandatory matching of the original ballot with the duplicate ballot for the purposes of ensuring no fraud occurred?
1: Well, in, in my County, uh, we only have electronic unless you vote provisionally and then that would be a paper ballot. And then you would vote and that would go in the provisional envelope. And then it would be, it would be a, addressed by the either the signature verification committee or not not really the signature verification committee but the early the uh, early voting ballot
0: board. okay but there's a linkage there correct
1: yes yeah, okay there and is. that's
0: what you're describing and and thank you to Texas for doing that um, what we are finding here in Arizona is they don't have one duplicate ballot where they can match the original not one
1: Well, when somebody votes by mail here in No, I'm talking in in
0: person, in in person when the machine didn't work. Okay. And sorry to cut you off, but I I wanted to emphasize that. Our state law is so clear on that point, and it sounds like you guys go through this process of almost a re-verification of this, not just an initial. uh, But see, you could just make up ballots. Like if you had, let's say, an unscrupulous party alone with their machines and they could uh, hack into registration uh, roles and get names and addresses, political affiliations. You simply just do the duplicate ballot, and to hell with having a matching original because there isn't any, and you just say, nope, we're not going to produce it. That's what the county has said to the auditors. Don't well, f- the thing of it is, credible,
1: though, that the ballots in Texas are numbered. That's awesome. Or at least the ours are numbered. So if you had, <laughs> you know uh 100,001 as the the ballot and somebody reproduced that, that that would get caught and then that would be referred to the district attorney for prosecution
0: oh that's so awesome you know i i told my wife once because i got cousins that live in dallas and and i told her i said you know honey we missed the boat we should have moved to texas we really should i mean if america falls texas and florida are going to be the last two states to fall
1: Right. You know, you know, our, you know, the governor just declared a national uh, state of emergency on the border.
0: Good. <laughs> there is. So
1: he's he, we're going to we're going to pull down, uh, send more resources to, to the border. We've already been we've already been sending our, our uh, state troopers down there on a regular basis to defend the border.
0: God God protect him. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this and um, along these lines in um, um, Knoxville, Tennessee where my good friend Bob Griswold, frequent guest on my TV show, where he is located, he's out in the rural area, uh, his local station covered this story uh, yesterday morning. The um, A plane, a jumbo jet plane with around 400 children, migrant children, no adults, landed in Knoxville from an obscure airline no one's ever heard of, so obviously it's a shell corporation. It's under federal control. They wouldn't answer the questions from the media on the tarmac, where the kids come from and where are they going? And they offloaded these kids on the buses and just shipped them off to wherever. And I made the comment on air. I said makes uh, the Biden administration sounds like the, the biggest child traffickers in America, but I'm going to give you one other. I, I, I have two border patrol sources I've had for seven years and both of them called me independent of each other. They're friends, but they didn't know one was calling the other to me. And they both told the same story. We're intercepting people at the border who are coming across, a couple males, uh, coming across with 20, 30 kids at a time. And they say, we know they're not their parents. We know what they're doing with them. And this is what I hope your state really jumps into, in the, and I hope they arrest these people for trafficking.
1: Yeah, uh, let's hope so. I mean, it just, uh, it's just a blatant disregard of, you know, federal right, uh, laws and, and state law.
0: yeah. You know it's kind of funny i i i was um listening to this from my border patrol friends and i sat down for a second and i said well let me see what's on youtube and and you get these suggested things to watch and lo and behold billy jack came up the movie billy jack and i saw that movie when i was a kid and i remember the rage he felt when indian children were picked on and how he went berserk on these bullies in the movie and that's the rage I feel inside, Ken. I'm not a violent person. I'm a Christian. But I feel this internal rage when you think of these kids who are shipped off to a fate that doesn't befit anybody.
1: Yeah. You know, the one thing about the uh, about the state disaster declaration on illegal immigration, the Texas Health and Human Services Commission will also cancel the state licenses of child care centers that shelter or detain unaccompanied minors
0: again that's awesome you're like a walking billboard for why texas is a great state seriously
1: yep yep no we are uh you know i got here as quick as i could
0: my uh my late uncle who moved from iowa uh decades ago kept saying david's awesome there. And when i moved to arizona he said you're doing better you left liberal colorado you've come to conservative but it's nothing like texas and he, he's right he was right texas and florida well i gotta say south dakota is pretty good it's not perfect but it's pretty good but it's hard to find other states that are worth a darn is the secessionist movement we've talked about this once before and i'll have to kind of make this the last question is the secessionist movement gained any traction since we last talked about it
1: Uh, not in the legislature, because as you may recall, there was a bill that was introduced that would have, uh, put on the, on the ballot as a constitutional amendment. Is that something we should consider? And it just, it just didn't go anywhere. Um, because I don't, I don't think, I think what the problem is that people can't wrap their arms around how that would work. You know we pay we pay taxes to the federal government. They send us road money. Um, you know all our employees. I know. Um, you know we we pay it. We pay to the U.S. Treasury. I mean, there's just a lot of unanswered questions there that uh, I think make make people, you know, apprehensive.
0: But Texas could do one thing that would be secessionist in nature. When they collect taxes, refuse to send it on to the feds who are acting unconstitutionally.
1: Yeah, uh, valid point there.
0: And I would hope that oh, would the happen.
1: Other, the other good thing about uh, Texas legislature exempts, Texas made suppressors from federal uh, gun laws. <laughs> so if, you, yeah. if, if somebody buys a suppressor made in Texas, it doesn't have to comply with federal gun laws. Or you don't have to comply with
0: federal gun laws. Yeah, that's you're going to be fine until too many people from California move in, or you get a governor like Ducey.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, but I think I, I I think the thing reason that Ducey is able to do what he does is because the secretary of state is corrupt, the board of, the county board of commissioners is corrupt. Uh, he's got a lot of company. You know, d- yeah. just real quick story before I let you go we had a seventy thousand dollar year employee supposedly acting on his own as a county employee to bring in marshall island women to deliver babies sell them off and then prostitute the women and he was supposedly oh. doing this all on his own the county wouldn't even look into it they condemned it in the news but they didn't prosecute it it took donald trump's people to come in and prosecute and that's the kind of place i live now hey ken we're out of time but this was really good information i mean it was fantastic this is going to be a popular interview and uh, would you please keep us updated? And uh, have you back on if things yeah. develop?
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'll know more as we uh, analyze the legislative session, just yeah. all what happened. I'll try to make okay. a list for
0: Okay, and on so that note, we got to scoot because we we're up Thank against you. a hard break. Thanks, Ken.
1: Thank you. Bye bye. Uh,